0: Hey y'all, just a quick heads up, the episode you're about to listen to is 8 to 10 years old. Now, these episodes were intended to be evergreen, and I still believe there's a lot of good information in these early episodes, but I do want to let you know that some of my ideas have evolved over time, times have changed since we made these episodes, and ultimately, I'd like to think I've grown a lot as an artist and a human, and that these don't necessarily represent my best work or the best of the podcast. If you're new around here, I suggest starting with the most recent episode, or at least go back to around 300 and move forward from there. Enjoy the episode. La, la, la. Jay Miller and you're listening to the Creative Pep Talk podcast. Remember, you can listen to this online at illustrationage.com slash talk Okay, it's Monday morning, bright and early. I thought I would bring you a peppy talk. These are the short, quick-fire talks um, just to give you a little pep in your step in the early days of the week so that that's what this is gonna be so Brian Hurst again piped in on Twitter thank you Brian about some issues I was asking online on Twitter you can find me on Twitter by searching my name Andy J Miller I believe my tag is at Andy underscore J underscore Miller um I asked what topics that you wanted to hear me talk about. Um, And you can still go on there and submit some topics if you have an idea of something you want to hear um, discussed on the Creative Pep Talk podcast. Um. This episode is supported by In the Making, an original podcast brought to you by Adobe Express What he said was issues like self-doubt. Um, I can't remember the other ones, but we're going to talk about self-doubt today. And I started to unpack this idea of self-doubt and actually it got me um, thinking about, you know, last week on my blog, I wrote a post about understanding what it is you really want out of your career, having clear goals um, so that you can have clear strategy to meet those goals in your creative career. And um, a buddy of mine, Jeffrey Bowman, who's uh, one of my best friends from England, he's an illustrator and designer uh, and uh, the editor of the book The Outsiders. he, The Outsiders, not just not the novel, but the book for D. Gestalton, uh, it's a design outdoor uh, living um, book. But anyway, he sent me a message and reminded me of uh, Simon Sinek. And Simon Sinek is the author of Start With Why. And his idea is that any great venture doesn't start with what product they're gonna sell or how they're gonna sell it, uh, how they're gonna be different they start with why they're doing it at all and that the why is always selfless that the why is the deep-rooted thing that is a selfless calling and um that got me thinking again about this question because I do want to think about what I do want to think about uh how do I go about selling uh or how do I go about finding what it is I'm trying to go towards? How do I find a goal that is compelling and challenging enough to want to want to go towards? I do want to think about that. But I wanted to stop and ask myself again and refresh myself with, why am I going this direction at all? And, um, you know, I think... I'm always I always come back to this idea and this especially relates to the podcast. I always come back to the idea that I really do believe that creative people in 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 the in the culture that we're a part of are underutilized, undervalued and misunderstood. And that because of that they end up in the margins of society for the most part. You know, the creative people that I know, I would say it's the, the exception is that they're successful people. And you know, if you're creative, you can be really successful as a person, but I have so many friends and um, people that I know when I, as I grew up and even through college that were these creative people, and the systems of the world were not really set up uh, for them to succeed, or for for others, or for companies to use them um, for their truest value. Like there are all these hoops that um, society has that we need to jump through to get in to get in on the game, and I think a lot of those hoops are more difficult for create for a lot of creative people. now creative people come in all shapes and sizes so yeah sometimes that's not the case but it's been my understanding um, and, and, and actually my biggest problem is not only are they misunderstood and undervalued, but my biggest problem is that the rest of the rest of opportunities, actually a lot of creative people are not going to be not going to excel out excel at so they're not going to get promoted they're not going to go further or they're not going to do them at all like i think most jobs are not set up for creative people and you know just as an example um one of the ways that i got my start in england and actually some of uh, being there was easier to to get my start. If you look at the health care and the taxes, you know, health care, it's free health care. So you don't have to mess mess with um, health insurance and knowing all the premium stuff and all that jazz. And then the other side of it is they have a flat kind of tax rate system. You know, the only people that end up filing their own taxes, you know, most people, if you work for an employer, the employer files your taxes for you, but if you're, if you're self-employed, my experience was if you're self-employed, at the end of the uh, year, you go on to the self-employment website, you basically type in how much you earned, and then they tell you the percentage you owe, you pay it with your credit card, and then you move on for the year. And if you are a freelancer in America, and you pay your taxes, you know that that is not how things work here. And um, you know, it's stuff like that where, if you're financially minded, if you're really business minded, both of those two things, setting up your business and, and taking care of these hoops in America may not be a big deal for you. But for me, and for a lot of other creative people that I know, those go against the grain. They go against their strengths. And it makes it seem like there's these giant obstacles in the way. So I started thinking about how do I play my part? Because I've been privileged enough to, to make a career out of creative pursuits, out of pushing into my strengths, doing the things that I'm really good at. And, you know, I, gotta, I have a really high sense of the things I'm not good at, the things that when it comes to average Joe on the street, the basic uh, principles of life, I'm probably worse at in a lot of ways. You know, like when I worked at uh, the movie theater, I talked about this before, or, or Subway, you know, ain't everybody there could, could be the cashier. And I really struggled to be the cashier. I, You know, I got decent grades in math, but I, on the spot, having to deal with money, uh, having to think on my feet in that way was just, like, really overwhelming to me. And also the lack of autonomy to have to stay in a job um, for 8 to 12 hours, to stay in the same place, I get so fidgety. I love that I work for myself, and yes, I, I have deadlines that I have to work hard on, but when it's time, if I want to take an hour break or a two hour break and work later into the night or work more on the weekends or whatever, I have the option and I can, I have that. And that for me is a much better existence. So my why, the thing that I'm passionately uh, pursuing is, how do I, um, how do I be strategic about my own career? How do I how, do I, how am I strategically successful so that I don't have to um, go, so I have to go through the minimum amount of uh, hoops in this society, the things that play on my weaknesses. And then how do I systematically understand this strategy so I can pass it on to other creative people so that they can communicate their value more clearly, so that they can navigate their career uh, easier. So I can help other people, um, just give them tips, anything that I'm learning and say, hey, try this out. Uh, it helped things go more smoothly for me. Um, and so, I, you know, I'm passionate about seeing other creative people find ways of living successful lives, full lives, as anyone else, doing things that they love, and you know, you're not going to love everything about your job, but things that utilize your unique strengths and and your unique value in the culture. Because I believe that, that companies and organization and, and the country needs you to use your value. And so I started to think about... Um, you know, what, what stops us from doing this thing? Because I believe that having a successful career in art is a significant achievement. And I thought, what? how do you, how do you achieve something significant? Well, you've got to have the motivation and the confidence to go push in a straight line for an extended period of time for as long as it takes until you get there, and I think that sounds maybe uh, kind of vague, but it, I don't really think it is. I think that in order to have to to, to successfully achieve something significant, you have to have the motivation and the and the confidence. And so, what in both of these are about belief. And so, motivation I think is believing in the goal, and I think confidence is believing in yourself and your ability to achieve the goal and I think you got to have both of these things I don't think you can get up in the morning and push into your creative career without having both of these things so let's look at motivation how do you get motivated I think you get motivated or you or you increase the belief in your goal when you have clarity on why you want this goal what the goal is and how you're gonna get there so you if you stop you stop and you, and you really decide, look, I'm gonna take this month to think about where am I ultimately trying to go in my creative career? Why am I doing that? What is it I want to achieve and how am I gonna get there? What are the actionable steps? How do I get there? And as a side note, I just wanna talk about this thing I heard, um, I'm gonna put this, uh, I'm gonna go back and find the link and I'm going to put it on Twitter. Um, I heard this amazing articulation of how to advance in your freelance career um, that I thought was fantastic. It was actually putting words to um, some ideas that I already had, but I didn't, I didn't think of it this clearly. And the idea was um, that if you want to work for, this person was saying, if you want to work for Wired, the best way to do that is to go up the ladder, not directly. So don't start at the bottom of Wired being the intern and then slowly work yourself up until you can write an article for Wired. He related it to the cheetah. The cheetah has this ability to jump sideways. So it it runs Towards its enemies, and it can jump sideways onto them. And so, instead of trying to go the direct way and jump onto wired through one step at like leapfrog up your way up to get to do this wired article, he talks about start with the weakest point. Start with the uh, the easiest tech blog to write for and start there, and when you've done a few for there, go up to the next rung, and then go up to the next rung. I have the same attitude about how I got into freelance illustration. Um, I, I found the, the weakest point in, in entry. I, I felt like when I start doing paid work, um, that'll be, that's the goal. And so I found the easiest way to get a decent client and it's always changing so I can't tell you go here, go there, but I can tell you whatever that goal is when it comes to your actionable steps, your how you're gonna get there, you have to ask yourself where's the weakest point of entry that I can start? And, and go uh, go achieve that. When you've achieved that and you're, and you're successful in that realm, go up the next rung of the ladder. If it's editorial market, don't go straight for the New York Times. Don't go straight for the New York Times. Go for your local uh, newspaper that, you know, those those free newspapers that utilize illustration. Go check them out. Do some work for them. Get paid for it. Who cares if it's 50 bucks in illustration? Just get paid for it. And then once you have a few of those on your belt, go go send your best ones out and connect with the next rung of the ladder. You know, these specialist niche magazines that aren't super famous or anything that need some illustration go up to that level. And when you've got a decent portfolio of that stuff, go up the next level. So that's your how. So I think you need to know what you want. Say it's work for the New York Times. You need to know how you're going to get there strategically. Because it's cool to not have a strategy to just go with the flow. But if the people that have strategy and I can almost guarantee if, if those people out there that you like are successful, they have strategy. Like all the people I know, all the big wigs that I've talked to, they have strategy. They're making strategic moves. So have a strategy, know how to do it, and also know why you want to achieve this. Why do you believe that the world is a better place for you having done this thing? That's how I think you increase your belief in the goal, and that's how when you increase the belief of your goal, you're going to be more motivated. And then the other thing that you need to do, which is going back to this idea of self doubt, Brian Hurst, uh, is believe in yourself, believe in your ability to achieve the goal. How do you increase your belief in yourself? Well, I love this line from Henry Ford, uh, Whether you believe you can or you believe you can't, you're probably right. And that sounds like, um, you know, I'm really interested in these ideas that are like these cliches that actually hold this truth in them, that hold practical truth. And so you've heard these people say, if you can believe it, you can achieve it. (laughs) And it sounds real cheesy and, you know, scammy marketing guy or, or, or snake oil salesman guy and I don't think it's actually um, like that. I think it's there's actually truth to it. You know, when I, when I go up against a goal, if I'm feeling like uh, I probably can't do this, uh, I probably don't have the skills, or I'm not exceptionally gifted in this area, um, for instance, kids' books. You know, when I first started to go down that path of wanting to do my own kids' books, it was really difficult to make a pitch because... I had no idea whether I was cut out for this work. And every time I would go do it, I would feel like, oh, there's no way I'm going to do this. I, or how? what if I spend all of this time working for this thing and it doesn't work out because I'm just not good enough. I don't have the skills to do it. And I think so many times we get so wrapped up in this idea of whether we're meant to do this thing or we're cut out for this thing. And I think the truth is if you believe that you can do it, and you are motivated, you're gonna get close enough to have a decent payoff. So maybe I won't ever make my own, you know, author and illustrate my own big successful kids book. Maybe that's true, but if I make pitches and I do, uh, and I strategically think about how is the best possibility of me writing a book of illustrating a book, of pitching a book, if I go at all of these avenues strategically, I really do believe that there's gonna be a big payoff for that work. It might not be the payoff exactly that I'm looking for, but I can guarantee that if I do all of these uh, activities strategically, that the payoff is gonna be worthwhile. And it might take my journey into a surprising place, but I love when that happens anyway. And so I, I think one of the things you gotta do when it comes it when it comes to believing, increasing the belief in yourself, is I think you need to ask yourself, I think you need to align your goals with what you know you're good at, with what other people have told you you're good at, with what you're confident in. And I think you also need to ask yourself, in what areas have I been attacked? So for me, there's a lot of things that I do, that I love to do, that I'm good at doing, that people pay me to do, That other people have gone out of their way to diminish or discourage. And I think at the time I didn't even realize it was happening. And I think I talked about this on an early episode about haters. You know, um, early in my career I had a guy who told me um, he would hire me for the odd jobs and stuff. And uh, I felt like maybe, I could be wrong, I can't know the man's heart, but I felt like he was being jealous of what I was doing, and he said, oh, I know when to hire you when I want to um, fill up a page. And I was really hurt by it, because I, what I felt like he was saying was, your work is unsophisticated, and when I just need someone to fill space um, with random junk, I call you. Now the truth is, at the time and even now, I feel like one of the best assets of my work is my ability to t- tap into the um, the flow of the kind of subconscious and do that disassociated uh, stream of consciousness type. Drawing and artwork, and I feel like that actually, to me, is deep rooted in my beliefs and what I love and the work that I enjoy and the type of work I want to make. And but he diminished it into filling space. I had another guy um, who I asked for some advice, and he he said he basically couldn't give me advice because. His work was conceptual and mine was decorative. And he might have meant that as the nicest thing in the world, but for me it was like another diminishing thing, like um, all you do is decorate things, which basically is saying anybody could do that. It, it doesn't take any brains, doesn't take any skill, anybody could decorate it, decorate a page. And you know what? Again, that, that fundamentally is actually not true about my work. There's a, there's a much deeper thread. There's all kinds of things going on. And the second of all, people pay me to do this work and they love the work that I'm doing for them. And so you have to, one of the things that you've got to do is understand that there are going to be forces out there that are going to try to stop you from believing in what you're doing and believing in your work. And they're going to try to confuse you. And what, what's going to happen is self-doubt is actually the secret sauce of buttered spaghetti, now, if you go back to another episode, you know I talk about you can't make buttered spaghetti artwork, which is artwork that anybody would eat. Anybody would consume. Nobody's thrilled about it, but anybody would eat it. What you want to make is the sushi of artwork. You want to make something that people are either can crazy about or they hate. Because it's when someone's a crazy fan that they actually buy it. But buttered spaghetti, nobody wants to buy buttered spaghetti. And self-doubt is the secret sauce to buttered spaghetti. What's the secret sauce to buttered spaghetti? Butter. It's not secret, right? It's, it's, it's the, when you doubt yourself, you are uh, setting yourself up for failure. Because when you're self-conscious about your art... You're going to be self-conscious about your message. You're going to be self-conscious about your why. And you're not going to put yourself into it. And you're not going to make a statement. You're not going to make an opinion. You're not going to have... um, It's not going to be unique. And if it's not unique, it's not going to stand out. If you're self-conscious, you don't want to stand out. But with art, you have to stand out. And so you have to address this. What is making me doubt myself? What is making me doubt my message? What is making me doubt my why? If you get back to your why and you say, why do I want to make this work? If you, if you do the work there, that's going to increase your belief in your approach. And then if you get self-aware about what are my strengths, you know, why do I want to do the work that I do? Why do I think these strengths are important? Find what you think works about what you're good at. And, you ha- and then put your blinders on. I think jealousy of others where they try to tear down what you do or when you're jealous of others, when you wish that you had the strengths of other people, those are the things that turn into self-doubt. I want to put one, one more uh, kind of note on that. I think that um, it's true that jealousy can be the recipe for self-doubt and, and lack of belief in your work, which can cause you to not achieve anything significant. I do believe that. However, uh, some you know, I heard someone say recently that you should only compare to your compare yourself, your work to your own work and to your own self. And I can see the heart of that, and I understand that. Um, I don't necessarily agree with it, though. As a competitive person, um, comparisons to other people actually drive me, actually give me motivation. Yeah, sometimes they make me feel a little bit sick to my stomach when you see someone come out with someone. You know, recently, uh, one of my favorite artists, someone that I feel a little bit in competition with, um, you know, they were, like, doing work that eventually I'd kind of become bored with it. It wasn't, you know, it was just... Not exciting me anymore for whatever reason. And then they came out recently with this piece that blew my mind. Couldn't believe that they had uh, grown so much out of nowhere. And it massively lit a fire. And so when I talk about um, comparison, I'll tell you how I, th- uh, how I think it's done right. Compare yourself to the people that are achieving the same things that you want to achieve in similar ways not the same cuz you're unique and your work's going to be unique but in similar ways that you're going to achieve it i think that those are the those are your colleagues those are your peers those are the people that you do need to compare yourself to what you don't want to do is flip through twitter and compare yourself to 200 people at the same time cuz that's going to leave you feeling in crazy self doubt what you don't want to do is compare yourself to someone who does something dramatically different to you, who achieves things that you never want to achieve. Because if you compare yourself to someone who has different strengths and is achieving things that you don't even want to achieve, you're always going to be miserable. Because no matter how hard you work, you're never going to achieve the things they do, and you'll always feel like you don't measure up. I, so that's, that's where it goes with comparison. But I think jealousy is one of the heart... Uh, one of the hearts of, uh, self doubt. And so I think you got to become acquainted with what you're good at, why, why what you're good at matters and develop those things and don't let and be aware that things are going to try to tear that down for you and believe in that work. And the more you believe in your work and the more you believe in the task at hand the more motivation and confidence you're going to have. And when you have motivation and confidence, you can achieve something significant like a successful career in the arts. So that is my self-doubt talk. That's my peppy talk for this morning. I hope that um, it just pumps you up like crazy. If you want to listen to this talk online, go ahead and check out illustrationage.com slash creativepeptalk. Um, I just wanted to say thank you for the reviews on iTunes, there was someone who just did a review and it was absolutely lovely. It made my day. Thank you. If you're a fan of the podcast and you've given a review, um, just know that that, that means tons to me. Uh, I do read them and, uh, you know, what? definitely helps me feel like, um, I'm kind of, going towards that why, and I'm and, and, and I'm making progress on that. It means tons to me. I love it, uh, and, and I appreciate everybody out there who's been um, supporters of Creative Pep Talk and, and believes in this goal of uh, helping artists, helping especially freelance artists and people that want to make their own way. Um, I mean, even in companies, if you have your own vision of why you want to be an artist, how we can help you have the strategy um, and the ideas and the vision to achieve those big uh, goals, those big significant um, achievements as an artist. And if you and if you believe in that, and you believe in the podcast, I thank you for all the people that have been tweeting and Instagramming and putting it on Tumblr and Facebook. You guys are awesome. I really appreciate it. And until later this week, I think probably Thursday, stay pepped up. See you later.